folks, uh, over the years that I've been on, uh, one of the favorite guests of mine and certainly yours has been my next guest. She is Dr. Marlene McMillan. Uh, the uh, Why Liberty Matters series and the global webinar that she does is something that is absolutely outstanding. And help me welcome back to the show, uh, Dr. Marlene McMillan. How have you been, friend? Oh, wonderful. And it is just a joy to be a blessing to you, your family, and everyone who listens to your great show. Thank you, Dr. Uh, Marlene. Uh, Dr. Marlene, tell everybody about uh, why Liberty Matters and how they can actually engage with you on uh, that platform. Okay. Well, why Liberty Matters tells you a lot in the name because Liberty is like a bank account. You have to make a deposit before you can take any out. And liberty matters for everything you do in your life. Without liberty, what would you do? So what we do is teach you about that. You sign up for us at why, that's W-H-Y, libertymatters.com. And every Wednesday night, rain, shine, sleet, or snow, uh, wherever you are around the world, people tune in and we teach about the connection between liberty and law, government, history, economics, uh, education, the very important things that affect our daily lives. And, folks, let me tell you, it is absolutely phenomenal, uh, the type of engagement that you'll have. It's uh, the type of learn that all of us need as far as our American education is concerned. Speaking of American education, uh, Dr. McMillan, I uh, want to ask you this, Dr. Marlene. What type of education or maybe miseducation are we uh, getting or witnessing? Uh, being uh, displayed in front of the American people at this point in time in light of the uh, type of proceedings that have gone on that do appear to be very much unconstitutional. Please give us your take on what type of lesson we might take away or we're learning from uh, this these happenings in our country at this time. Well, you know, uh, we're going to have to dive into that pretty deep because that's more even than the time we have. Uh, But let's touch on that. People have been educated to hear things in a certain way. It's not just what you're told. It's what you accept as normal. And so we've been conditioned to a what was is called opposition politics. It's not an objective standard of right and wrong. It's very positional. And so if your guy's for it, I'm against it. If I'm, I'm against it, you're for it, you know, back and forth. And so what we have going on is people are so conditioned to everything being relative. In other words, there's no objective truth that they hear things through the lens of this uh, relativism instead of hearing it through a standard, and that standard applies to everybody. So we've gone from there no longer being 
an objective right and wrong to it's whatever the best messenger, the best speaker, the most persuasive person who can get in there with the pathos and the, the emotion and get you thinking with your emotions instead of thinking with objective truth. Uh, this is this is all a game, and people have been, I would even say, diseducated, uh, tragically, in order to play and be part of that game. That is amazing. There is something that you said, Dr. McMillan, that uh, I want to uh, you to you laser in on for us, and that is a a normal that they are wanting us to accept. Is that a new normal? Is the type of chaos that we're witnessing and uh, seeing take place uh, even in our Senate and our legislature? Uh, is that the type of new normal that uh, they're trying to settle us into? And why, if so? Well, tyranny takes root in chaos, and one of the ways to get to chaos is through change. So when the uninitiated hears the word change, we all think, oh, change is going to be an improvement. But is every change an improvement? You know, you might uh, lose your job instead of getting a job. You might have things that happen where life becomes harder instead of easier. So in order for a tyrant to convince you to vote for them and to trust them, they have to keep enticing you with a new shiny object called change. And so change is a euphemism for what we call the dialectic process, which is this new normal where there's total chaos and the tyrant seizes the day. Wow. And the tyrant seizes the day. And friends, when you look at the type of chaos that is going on uh, in Washington, D.C., that the Democrats are, in fact, steering the pot around, although it's backfiring. That's exactly, I think, the end game plan is that the tyrant does indeed seize the day. My special guest is Dr. Uh, Marlene McMillan, Why Liberty Matters. And, Doctor, as we continue with our conversation, Franklin said, Benjamin Franklin said, that once the people um, understand or realize they can vote themselves money, benefits, then that would herald the end of the republic. Are we at a point where we're actually seeing in the Bernie Sanders and people like that who are rising? Are we seeing a point where people are coming to a point in our nation where they understand they can vote themselves benefits? Dr. McMillan. Not only do they think that they're voting themselves benefits, but they think that somehow they're going to have this utopian uh, it's really an unrealistic world because what the progressives do is they compare the way your life is today to a utopian meaning unreality in fact the word utopia means it doesn't exist it's not even there <laughs> Okay, and, and so they're comparing your reality, which can get a little bit difficult for all of us, with the uh, utopian, unbelievable, idealistic dream world that they purport they're going to give you. It is, it's just totally ridiculous. So let's go back to Franklin. Franklin also said 
he who would exchange essential liberty for temporary safety deserves neither liberty nor safety. And we're told all the time, if we just give up a little more of our liberty, we're going to get safety. But government can't give you safety. Wow. It's a false premise. So, Dr. McMillan, uh, when we think about um, why the strategy of the Democrats, uh, the progressive socialist, when we think about the method that they're using to create certain types of chaos, is this um, a, 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 a tool of the left? Is this something that they're using purposely? It seems silly, but evidently there must be some method in the madness. Is there or is this just are they simply deluded? Talk to us. Okay, this is a published agenda, and you can go back and actually study that. And in our webinars, I teach back about what's called the Franklin School, or the Frankfort School, let me say that right, and um, going through history where this planned agenda that uses the dialectic process, it, they're social engineers, and they know what they are doing. And it's not with the good of the masses. It's really regressive. You know, when the progressives uh, tell us that they have um, our best interest at heart, they're really regressing us toward tyranny. And they know what they're doing. You can read it in books. You can read about it in my Mountains of Deceit book for a very quick, easy introduction to how this works. But... It's not hard to find the planned agenda. Let's unpack uh, a part of your book, Mountains of Deceit. What was the genesis of that book? Why did you write that? Uh, I have I have read it myself, and it is absolutely intriguing. Talk to us about Mountains of Deceit and where we can get it. Because, well, Mountains of Deceit was written to unlock the mystery of the political correctness and the way that language is used to change culture. And had the average person studied a book like this or known these things years ago, they would not have been deceived by what we call sleight of mind. It's like a magic trick. It's not sleight of hand. It's sleight of mind. It's pulled off before our eyes. And they repeat the same process over and over again. And so the book unwraps that, and then it explains the general language battle that's just used in everyday language, like when Bill Clinton said, well, it all depends on what is is. So whoever defines is determines what happens. And so... What then I took from there, the different lang- the different mountains of culture, the different areas where uh, t- tyranny and liberty are at war, and explained how the language uh, is used specifically for that area of culture. There's it, nothing else like it. Is the battle of tyranny and liberty akin to the battle that we see of good and evil. 
can they be uh, defined in that way? And I want to uh, certainly talk about uh, what you uh, opened for us, and that is uh, the redefinition of words and also uh, certain language. Is it then liberty and tyranny in the same, is that the same battle, Dr. McMillan? It absolutely is. It's a battle between life and death. It's a battle between truth and a lie. And remember that light dispels darkness. A little bit of light when it's shed in a, you know, in a huge uh, dark warehouse, one light bulb makes a difference. And so when you understand this language battle, when you understand that good and evil are already defined and it's sorrow, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. That means sorrow and pain and agony. So our nation is suffering through this redefinition. And the progressives may have gained some power through this, through this redefinition. But folks, remember, it can be reclaimed through a proper definition of words. We're not hopeless. We don't need to give up. It's not inevitable that uh, everything has to decline. You can take your liberty back by taking mastery of your culture through definition. Well, you know, uh, folks, I don't want you to miss what Dr. McMillan uh, said about um that one light bulb. Oh, that was an incredible image that you gave us, Doc. One light bulb in a dark warehouse makes a difference. That is profound at when you think about what you, my friends, need to be at this present time in America, wherever you may be. Uh, you may be that light bulb in a very dark uh, warehouse. Dr. Marlene McMillan, Why Liberty Matters, is my special guest. Doc, before we go to break, uh, if you could tell everybody uh, how to engage the seminar again and how to get in touch with you and get a part of you, get a hold of your work. Okay, we are easy to find at Y, that's W-H-Y, LibertyMatters.com. And when you put in your first name and email address, you will get back a response from us, and you must answer it. And folks, if you sign up now on this break, you actually, and you respond right away, you could be on the webinars tonight. They are 8 p.m. Central Time in the United States, but we have folks in the U.K. that stay up uh, half the night. We have people in Australia where it's the next morning. You can join us wherever you are, and it's at Y, that's W-H-Y, Liberty Matter. You will also find our books there. And folks, be sure uh, to check it out. And yeah, go on right now. Yeah, go do it right now so you can get in on tonight's um, uh, webinar. Uh, with Dr. Marlene McMillan, Why Liberty Matters. And uh, don't go far. We're going to be back with her. There is much more for us to unpack. Whenever we are uh, on with Dr. McMillan, I like to talk about education, uh, and I like for her to expand upon Bloom. Remember that name. Uh, when we come back with Dr. Marlene McMillan, we're going to talk about education and the effect that Bloom 
has had upon education. And so uh, don't go anywhere. You're listening to the C.L. Bryant Show, uh, absolutely live and uh, here today, every day from 12.05 in the East until 2 p.m. in the same. And uh, we have relocated. Uh, Jane and I have relocated to Colorado and um, really loving it up here. Um, Jane had wanted to come up here for years and um, we finally made the move. We're expanding our radio footprint. Uh, as well uh, here in the Rocky Mountains. And I thank all of you for your prayers for uh, my wife and uh, her health and and all of that. Uh, I certainly know that God answers prayer. And so I um, appreciate all of our affiliates uh, who replay the show. And uh, I'm really looking forward to affecting the politics locally here in the Denver area. Uh, Not too interested in Denver and Boulder flipping around. No, they've lost sight of liberty. In, in this area, they've they've lost sight of uh, of liberty, and uh, we're going to talk about that uh, certainly with Doctor Marlene McMillan when we come back after the break. I want to ask her when we come back: How is it that certain pockets, some seeming seemingly some of the most beautiful places uh, in America, for sure, are always um, r- run rampant with liberal ideas? And Colorado was once a dependable red state. We're going to talk about how uh, the migration of people, does that translate into migration of thought? We're going to talk to Dr. Marlene McMillan about that. Uh, Well-qualified, eminent in her field to talk about it, and we shall return with more of the C.L. Bryant Show. If you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryant Show, be sure to download free the T-H-E C.L. Bryant Show app onto your favorite device and listen to us wherever you go. All the shows are archived there. And if you're traveling through Times Square, look up above Ripley's Believe It or Not. I'll be back. You thought I was worth Changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that you can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. Best 
ACL back with you on this great day in the USA. And I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation every day right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. My special guest has been Dr. Marlene McMillan, and we want to return uh, to her now to ask her a question that I was posing when we left about uh, people who migrate from places like California to um, Colorado or Texas or what have you. Dr. Uh, Marlene, is it, uh, do they bring their thought patterns uh, with them, and why is it that sometimes they seem dominant once they show up? Talk to us about it. Well, even earlier, I mentioned about the Frankfurt School, and that was the goal of bringing socialism uh, from the European world into the United States. And they went strategically to colleges of education to infiltrate the universities, and those key places that were chosen, then most of those professors ended up in pockets where we would call pockets of liberalism today. And yes, they were many of them places that, that were absolutely beautiful and uh, you know had wonderful climates and all of those things, uh, which doesn't require that hardy kind of person who has to work against the weather in order you know to have prosperity. Uh, but let's let's touch then into how that relates back to the Benjamin Bloom question, and then we'll tie this together in a little bow. Because Bloom, Benjamin Bloom, was an educator in the 1940s, and by 1956, he released a book. And his main thing was moving education from what's called the cognitive realm, which is about thinking and learning. It's why parents send their children to school. You know, they send them to school to learn to read and write and compute. They do not send their children to school to be indoctrinated into socialism or political philosophy. But Bloom moved education from this cognitive thinking realm to the affective domain, the feelings realm. And he made it acceptable for feelings to become part of how a child was taught to frame the world. Those before had been the domain of the family. And what Bloom was doing is his goal was to use education to create a one-world language a one-world way of thought thinking, and that one-world way of thinking would establish a one-world religion that would lead to a one-world government and a one-world economy. Wow. And friends, all of that, I want you to consider this now. Consider what uh, Dr. Marlene, Dr. Marlene, Marlene McMillan has just said. That was from the mind of one educator who in fact became prominent as far as the foremost uh, go-to mind when it comes to theory in education. Uh, Dr. Marlene, I believe you told us at one time before that all teachers in our system today have been exposed to this uh, indoctrin or this type of indoctrination, I guess we could call it, by uh, Benjamin Bloom. Is that true? Absolutely. And even the Christian colleges, 
and I went to a Christian college myself, and it's this, this is what put me on the track that led to the Mountains of Deceit book, and much of my adult work, it relates to how did this happen? And I knew when we studied Bloom in college that, you know, like intellectually, it sounded good, but my spirit was disturbed. And I started asking, what's wrong with this? And then I went to linguistic school. And there I learned how language affects the results, the way someone thinks. And then it, the, the Lord just led over and over and over again to get the right information, to find the book that unlocked one of those keys. And then I saw how innocent teachers, because teachers are altruistic, teachers are givers. Somebody doesn't go into teaching because they think they're going to become a billionaire. They go into teaching to serve and to love. And yet Bloom said that he had to have the teachers as, in essence, the generals on the front of his army that would go around the world in order to establish this. So when this is explained to teachers, I mean, they are like, you are unlocking the mystery that I've never understood. And they then see how they can reverse it. Because when you refuse to speak political correctness, politically correct, you know, when you refuse to play into this new definition, just that in itself uh, slows down this process of tyranny. And you do your part to liberty when you understand these things. You do your part for liberty when you understand these things and that is exactly why we're we're building this bridge to this conversation today with Dr. Marlene McMillan. Then, Dr. McMillan, before we uh, move to uh, another uh, subject after the top of the hour, I want to wrap up then with the power of one man's influence on thinking. How did Bloom? actually affect and and make dominant his thoughts and uh, promote them in the way that they have been promoted. Who were his helpers? Who aided and abetted uh, this type of effect on education in our country in particular? Well, going to the schools of education, especially Columbia, and other ones that then took those standards for their own. They very quickly went across the country. At the same time, you also had people like Saul Alinsky working in the um, area of um, community organization. Then let's pick up further from that. You had Howard Zinn, and Howard Zinn basically um, developed a fake history. He was more of a history professor or claimed to be, but he was really a socialist teaching people to hate America and to hate liberty. And so the history had to be rewritten. So these things all were tied together. So you have the history being rewritten, and then you have the innocent teacher teaching the new rewritten history. And um, even the way the textbooks are done, all of those things. Then in the practical world, you had somebody like George Lakoff, and he wrote a book called Don't Think of an Elephant, 
Well, as soon as we say, don't think of an elephant, what's everybody thinking? You think of an elephant. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, everybody's seeing the same thing. So he knew how to use language to create, in essence, photographs or images in people's minds. And this gets into uh, even going back to Bernays and propaganda, and propaganda uh, became advertising and public relations. And now we are conditioned to being sold. We're conditioned to being tantalized and and being um, encouraged to um, uh, make the choice of what uh, makes us feel the feel the best not what's good for us but how do we feel about it and so we've moved from what's true to how does that make you feel and what do you think about it and this has greatly impacted the churches we're on with dr marlene mcmillan and uh she always leaves such wonderful caveats to enter into a uh, conversation uh when she uh, uh finishes her statements and uh that's exactly where i was wanting to uh take the conversation here we have about four minutes before break dr mcmillan and i uh want you to stay with me through the top of the of the hour um when we think about then the the church, uh, let's talk about uh, Christianity and the certain, uh, or in my opinion, the uh, attack on religious liberty. Is that a figment? And we're going to pick it up on the other side of the break. But let's start now. Is that a figment of our imagination that Christians are unduly being put upon and Jews as well? Uh, right now, is there an attack? Is that real, the attack on religious liberty in this country? Well, let's, yes, it, not only is it real, let's explain a little bit about what's going on with it. Because the uh, these two questions, the dialectic questions, and dialectic means double speak. So when God speaks, God speaks one word. It's man that brings confusion to it. So we have to even distinguish between true truth, and just religious confusion. But when you have the questions that Bloom made popular, which is, how does that make you feel, and what do you think, when those came into Bible study, so Bible study went from, what does the Word say, and we might disagree about what the Word says, but the whole discussion of the Bible study or the sermon was this is what the word says. And then it went to everybody going around in a circle and saying, how does that make you feel? What do you think? And what that did by default was train people that their human reasoning sat above and judged the word of God. Wow. So I know what I'm saying may make some people uncomfortable. But the move from an objective reality where the word of God is the plumb line, not just for the church, but for the way the culture functions, for general what's called natural law of right and wrong, whether people wanted the Jesus part or not, there was an agreement that, um, that life was life and death was death. There was an agreement of right and wrong. And when you start questioning that right and wrong, 
then you move from a, a culture of liberty where everybody has the opportunity to do what they believe their conscience is telling them to going to where the group tells you what to think and you it's a group mentality and it removes your liberty and your constitutional rights because groups don't have rights only individuals have rights amazing amazing Dr. Marlene McMillan, we're going to continue with her after the break. Why Liberty Matters. We're going to uh, share with you again how you can uh, become engaged with uh, the global webinar, Why Liberty Matters, the very type of topics that uh, we are trying in a very limited time here to unpack. Uh, She takes her time and unpacks them uh, in the very methodical way that uh, she does here. One of my absolute uh, favorite guests and it, she has been yours, too. I want to thank all of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation right here on uh, the C.L. Bryant show. Uh, we're going to uh, come back after the, the news hour with Dr. Marlene. And um, there are several things I want to talk to her about as far as uh, behavior is concerned, Um, because there's certain behavior that we are beginning to uh, accept. And um, part of the behavior that we're accepting is that one that's coming from Adam Schiff uh, and, and others. We'll talk about it with Dr. Marlene when the C.L. Bryant show returns. Don't go away. I'll be right back. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show daily 12.05 in the East until 2 p.m. every day. And uh, really glad that uh, we could uh, share uh, some thoughts with you today. Special guest is Dr. Marlene McMillan, who is the founder and she is the host 
of a weekly webinar, Why Liberty Matters. And Dr. Marlene, uh, before we get back into our conversation, uh, tell this hour's audience uh, for the first time how they can engage with you. Okay, you go to libertymatters.com and you put in your first name and email address you'll get a message back and you must respond to that and then when you do and say yes we really do want to talk to these people then you will get a welcome and then find out how to join us for our weekly webinars our only complaint about our email is we don't send out enough information uh we're going to leave it that way for right now and you can join our webinars we deal with law government history economics and education it's not for the light at heart it's not a little uh, hope you feel good make you happy all the time uh it's for the hardcore people who want to know the truth and are sick and tired of being placated and talked down to and um uh, told that it's all doom and gloom. We explain what happened, but we're part of the solution, not part of the problem. Absolutely. And folks, that's what all of us should strive to be is part of that solution and not a part of the problem. Uh, Dr. Marlene, when we look at uh, being talked down to and we look at uh, some of the things that are transpiring in the country, I think of um, the type of behavior that we are beginning to tolerate. And earlier you had uh, mentioned to us that there is a certain uh, programming and restructuring of uh, definitions that's going on. Is that also a part of why we're more accepting of some types of behaviors like the type of uh, lies and apparent uh, mistruths, uh, untruths that are being told to us, even about our president, our government, our nation. Why are we so susceptible to uh, hearing the feel good, what makes me feel good type of message, even if it's a lie? Well, we have been conditioned, not just through education, but through the media itself, to accept and even uh, be afraid of ever saying anything that might, quote, unquote, offend somebody. Now, I'm not sitting out. I don't get up in the morning wanting to offend people. But we have to understand that the truth will be repulsive to some people. In fact, there's a language and method that leads to liberty. And there's a different language and method that leads to bondage and tyranny. If we can be conditioned to the political correctness, the social engineering, the use of the doublespeak and the dialectic process that leads to bondage and tyranny, and part of it is never speaking up, being afraid to speak your conscience, being afraid to speak your mind, by that conditioning and our choice of silence, we contribute to tyranny. So this is why I tell you, don't be afraid to speak the truth. Don't be afraid to um, have to always use their definitions. Why do definitions matter so much to a progressive? Because when you use their language, you are voting. You are like making a public statement that you agree with them. So 
ahead. You mentioned you mentioned earlier group think. So what you have just described then is us waiting with our heads on a swivel, proverbial swivel, uh, in order to see what the group thinks before we actually have an expression of our own opinion. Is, is that truly a part of the dumbing down of America is not really speaking your mind, but waiting to see if you're validated by the group, doctor? Yes, and it's part of what identity politics is all about, because now you're supposed to believe whatever group the from the external, what, what people looking at you, what they think you ought to believe. And so your individuality, your ability to have uh, preserve your own conscience, your self government, your individual self-government, your liberty of conscience. These are almost ideas that are are uh, going in the de- dustbin of history if we do not redeem them. And, and so what I'm saying to people is you have to know who you are. I mean, why do we have all these people with identity problems? Because they're looking around, waiting for the group to give them validation, give them to, to give them worth. Instead of seeing individually who you are and what you believe and what what makes you unique, what makes you the um, identifiable different from everybody else. That's where your gold is. That's where your value is. And today we rob a child of that. We rob them of their divine purpose, of their kingdom purpose. And we tell them that their purpose is the result of where they're going to serve the state. Wow. Wow. Dr. Marlene McMillan is my special guest. And uh, doctor, I mean, it's just it's just absolutely amazing. But in these 12 minutes uh, that we uh, we have left together, I want to get as much as we possibly can uh, from you. And and I want to shift focus now to uh, what's going on with uh, um, the White House and and what's happening with that as well. I need your opinion on this. Here we are. We have a president who, uh, by any standard i imagine you could uh bring uh to to bear is a very successful president how is it possible that we have been railroaded is the way many of us are feeling into a place where we are impeaching him was it the definitions was it the narratives that the were the progressives more successful in and pushing their narrative than we it, that, that has brought us to this this point in time speak to us about uh, how did we get here dr mcmillan okay well let's ask an overarching question which is who or what is in control now i want our listeners to think about this throughout your daily life who or what is in control and let's look at even our two-party system because party the root of party is par p-a-r which means to kind of keep everything in balance and there's a world philosophy of keeping everything in balance around the globe and that no nation should have dominance over another one or that um, there's this goal of global of a global government, 
And when somebody like President Trump steps up and says, we're not going to be the world's policeman, he steps up and he says, we're not playing on that game. We're not doing what the United Nations wants us to do. That creates a back backlash, whether you like his personality or not. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about coming back to who or what is in control. So are we going to um, allow constitutional thinking, which is objective, to be in charge? Or are we going to go into this world of relativism where in order to be a player on the world stage, just think about that, not an individual sovereign nation, but a player on a stage, in order to play our part and be good little children, then we have to agree with the bigger goal of who or what is in control. So what we're coming back to is in the past, before this global thinking, there was an agreement on principle. Now, we might have a disagreement or how are we going to fulfill that, even if you read the Federalist Papers. They're not about the disagreement of the principle of the goal of liberty. They're about how do we fulfill that in the best way possible. Today, we have a fundamental disagreement at the very root as to the purpose of civil government and even the purpose of mankind. And until we deal with those root issues, the chaos will continue. Wow. So we have a fundamental um, misunderstanding of, of what our purpose is. So we are you saying that maybe we have lost focus of the American purpose? And But, of course, that opens the door to this question, uh, Dr. Marlene. What then is defined as the American purpose by our framers, in your estimation? Okay. For one thing, the term city set on a hill is a religious reference, and you really can't understand it without seeing that it was to be a light, like as in a light of the world. And where does light come from? It doesn't come from darkness. And so the idea of a nation allowing liberty, not when, when the founders talked about an experiment, this, this is one of my big things when you hear people say, oh, it was the American experiment. Well, it wasn't an experiment to see whether the principles of liberty worked. They, if you read anything from that era, you will find out they had a very good handle on what the principles of liberty are. And that's part of why I'm billed as the nation's expert on the principles of liberty. Because we have no doubt what the principles are. We might have some disagreement or figure out a way to apply them to our current culture. And so what the founders were trying to do was to get a, a place where they could allow the principles of liberty to work their way out without the intervention of a monarch, a tyrant, more wars, or central banks, or anything else that was going to destroy the individual's opportunity to work out his own liberty. 
You know, Dr. Marlene, uh, now that you have uh, mentioned the principles of liberty, I must ask you about the uh, prevailing principle of liberty that every American should be aware of in the time that we have left. Please talk to us. Okay. Well, I've written, actually written a book called The Five Pillars of Liberty. And the five pillars of liberty deal with what these are, and the first one has to be truth. If you can't agree that truth exists, let alone what it is, what basis do you have for discussion? It also then goes into cause to effect, because one of the ways that tyrants and Marxist and socialism operates is that they want the next generation to never look at the consequences of their ideas uh, in general and specifically that communism is a failed system so the promoters of this progressive idea it would be like this i'm going to hire everybody i need to hire some new salespeople, and my product that i want you to come and sell has never worked before we can't figure out how to ever make it work. It is um, uh, hated by everybody that's ever used it, but we want you to come and sell it to the world. <laughs> that is, my friends, exactly what you're seeing when you hear the words of Bernie Sanders, Ocasio-Cortez, Omar Talib, and Presley. They are trying to sell you something that everybody who's ever tried it has hated. And so, uh, Dr. Marlene, that is absolutely uh, phenomenal that you uh, would share that uh, in that way. About four minutes left, and I'm going to give you the final word, and please uh, share in uh, your final words uh, how we can get in touch with you and get be a part of the webinar. Okay, so you sign up for the webinars at Y, that's W-H-Y, LibertyMatters.com, and you put in your first name and email address, and then you must respond to the first email in order to get any further. You can also write to me at contact, that's C-O-N-T-A-C-T, at YLibertyMatters.com, and we offer um, a handout called Social Engineering. And it deals with how verbal engineering precedes social engineering. And it explains, unlocks the mystery of social engineering and explains how this system, it's really a rinse and repeat. And once you see how the deceit works, you are no longer prey, P-R-E-Y, you're no longer prey to the tyrants that want to take away your liberty. And so that's the main point that I, I want everybody to understand is you can make a difference. You don't have to um, have some kind of elected position. You don't have to have, uh, you know, some kind of what you think is a big platform. You never know how by you correcting the way uh, the, your grandson speaks or challenging what someone is taught in school or just refusing to agree with the new definitions, uh, how you will impact the rest of the world. So don't be afraid to speak and speak the truth. Know who you are. Know what you believe. And when you join us, yes, our webinars are for the hardy, okay? Uh, they're, they're, they're not for the weak. But 
strengthen yourself, learn how to speak liberty. There is a language of liberty, and we teach you how to speak liberty at whylibertymatters.com. Dr. Marlene McMillan, whylibertymatters.com. Friends, it is absolutely my pleasure to have had Dr. Marlene on with me. And Dr. Marlene, God bless you, and God keep you is my prayer for you and continue to fight the good fight. I know that you will because you are. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much for being on with us.